Hello and uh, welcome to How to Sing with Michael Graves um, and Singing from Scratch. Um, this being episode number two, I'm going to go ahead and tackle the first and main thing that most people ask or want to learn when they're learning how to sing, and that is how to sing in tune. Now, there are a lot of basic drills and a lot of um, fundamentals that I'm going that are under that undercut this podcast that can be learned through some of my videos or on my online courses. Um, or the main course, Sing from Scratch Complete. And, but the main thing is, is to get the idea of how to sing in tune. Now, first off, let's take a look at what being in tune means. And being in tune is, is relative to the notes that you are singing around it, or the accompaniment that you are singing with, or the person or people that you are singing with, which would be an accompaniment because they are accompanying you in your singing. So if you're singing um, a cappella in an a cappella choir or with a duet or so forth and so on, you are singing with someone who is accompanying you and you are accompanying them. And you guys are going to sing together um, relative to each other. You are also going to sing in uh, relative to the key of the song that you're singing. Um, and even if the, the song uh, changes keys, it's still you're singing relative to the notes that would be in that key of that song. Now, first off, let's back up. For those of you who don't know what being uh, what the key is, okay, a key is basically a bracket or a family of notes that sing well together with a singular and uh, father note, if you will, or which is called the tonic, or which is also called the root. You've probably heard these terms before, and if you haven't, I'm giving them to you now. Root being, well, like the root of a tree. It's the basic, it's the main. It's the one that all other branches or other notes um, are relative to. And uh, that being like uh, the key of C, and that would be you know singing in a key of C. If C was la right? Then that would be one, okay? And then you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, okay? So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, and those are all, those are eight main major scale, uh, major being the happy sounding scale. We get into minor scales and all this other, you know, vocal or music theory, if you will. But the main thing is to know that they, there is the one, the one note, the tonic note, the root note, the bass note, the one family note. That's that's where it comes from. And then all notes, la, la, da, 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 or la, la, da, 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 okay? So all the notes except for da, la, dum are the, those are all relative to that one key. Okay, and you, if you know anything about music theory, you know what an octave is. An octave from the uh, Latin word meaning eight, based upon that, whatever it, you know, being that kind of. If you want to take it back that far, I'm not going to get into. Let me just let me just say this right off the bat that I don't really get into a lot of music theory. So, 
Um, for those of you who are worried about that, then don't be, because I'm not going to get into any scientific stuff, and I will try my absolute best not to go past any words or say any words that I don't explain to you and give you a definition for, because if you don't have the definition of a word, then you don't know what the rest of the subject is saying based upon that word. Like if I said the word atlatl, okay, um, atlatl, the man used the atlatl to kill the deer, Okay, or the Indian used the atlatl to cure, kill the deer. The native used the atlatl to bring down the deer while it was running. Now, the, the more I describe this, you get more of an idea that it is like a, maybe an ancient kind of native or something weapon. It is, but you still don't know exactly what it is. And that would be, right, um, it looks like a giant long wooden spoon that the end of a spear would be put into the spoon part and then thrown um, to use the throw of the spear at the animal they're trying to bring down for dinner. Um, you've also seen people use a version of this probably in a park with their dog and a tennis ball. It's like a little cup on the end of a stick that allows them to throw the ball really far without throwing their arm out all the time. That is basically what an atlatl is. So if I say the native used the atlatl to bring down the deer, now you have a full picture and understanding what it is. So I'm not going to get into a lot of music theory and a lot of words in music theory simply because of the amount of words that are in music theory. Okay, But if I do have to use them, I will explain them like octave. Okay, And octave being from the, the word or concept of being eight or the eighth thing. Right, An octave is the note... If I was going back to the one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, they may not be in tune, but you get the idea. Um, eight being the octave, the eighth note, and it sounds a lot like the same note, but higher, right? It can also go down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, down there, right? So there's the eight, or it would actually be. Eight, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay? Um, you get the idea. So the octave and then the notes in between. So the octave is just like the, that would be the the generation, or you will, if you're talking the family routine, about, you know, being the generation above or below all of the notes that are in between, which are all the relative notes, cousins, sisters, brothers, etc., etc., etc. But you got the father, you got the son, you got the grandfather. Let's just use that. To keep that analogy going with the whole family thing, okay? Now, if you are not singing a note that is relative to that key or that family of notes then you are singing out of tune. Now, obviously, there are a lot more notes um, that are relative within that family, a lot more than just the eight notes, right? You have um, actually 12 of them, and that would be the chromatic, which is called chromatic scale from, you know, the word chromatic, which is chroma, which is basically, anyway, black and white and so forth and so on, and there are various colors in between. So if it's la 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 you see what I'm saying what I'm doing there, right? Is I'm doing what's called uh there are half steps where a whole step would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Where a half step would be one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five. You know you can see the difference between the, the the half notes and those all those notes. So there's a lot of different notes in between there that are relative to that family of notes. And singing in tune, okay, is simply singing notes 
that are relative to that key. And if you're singing with somebody else, they are also singing notes that are within that family of notes. Any note that is sung outside that family of notes would not be family of note. Okay? So that if every note that I sang chromatically or every note that's on the keyboard makes up every note in what we call Western style music, all right? Every single one of those notes, okay, are um, possible notes. That does not mean that they are related. Not every note is related on an entire keyboard. First off, let's get back to what I just said about the Western music thing. Okay, Western music is all based upon the, uh, the, the you see the pianos in a key. It's a very structured uh, notational system. Before um, the Eastern music started absorbing Western culture, there was the Eastern style of music, which was all over the board. If you ever listen to any kind of um, traditional Oriental music, it's all over the board. It's more um, sounds than notes kind of thing that make up what they would consider music. And it is music. It's just not as we know music structurally um, based upon the Western style of music, which was... Oh, you can take it all the way back to the monks and before the Roman Catholic Church, and you can take it back to the monks who were doing, you know, the do re mi fa sol la ti do, right? And then you had the one you had uh, going back there. You had those notes, and you had they had a staff, they had a stick, right, a big walking stick looking thing called a staff, and they would have notches on that staff, and all the monks would be singing while one monk points to a specific notch on the staff, right, and you got these they're all pointing these little notches and so forth, and that was the staff, right, and there were five notches on the staff, and there you have it, right, there was actually seven not seven notches, but anyway, so you had the five notches on the staff, and Oddly enough, when you're looking at a sheet of music and you see those little lines going across that all the notes are placed upon and written upon, that is called the staff, and that's where it comes from. So, but that's all based upon um, we had Christian music and going back into the Catholic Church and so forth and so on in the Western style, a very codified way of, of singing music, and that's kind of what this is basing the structure of how we do music today. So that's that just kind of gives you a history lesson there to go back to that. But not all notes are relative to each other. They have to be in a specific key. Like the key of A has specific notes from that keyboard that are relative to it while you're singing in that key. So if you are singing with someone else, they're going to be singing notes that are relative to the key of A. You're going to be singing notes that are relative to the key of A. The guitar player is going to be playing notes and chords that are made up of notes that are relative to the key of A and that family of notes, and the bass player, and so forth and so on. The drummer is a nonconformist. He's there just to keep the rhythm, okay? <laughs> but um, when you get down to it, that's what singing in tune is. How to sing in tune is how to sing the notes that are relative to the key that you are singing in. There are no wrong notes. Okay? Ultimately, there are no wrong notes. You can sing anything you want to in any note, in any form that you want to, and just sing it all out there regardless of a key, regardless of any form, regardless of any function, 
And that's singing as far as you're concerned. Okay. But what's going to happen is, is you're talking about the point of view who, of someone who is listening to you, your audience. Okay. What is, what do they consider sounds good? Because singing in tune is subjective. It is not objective. And I mean by that is that singing in tune is subjective to the listener and what they consider or what they think sounds good and doesn't sound good. All right? There are singers out there today that are popular. They're wildly popular. And I would say probably about a third to maybe half the notes that they sing are actually in tune with the key that they're singing in. But because the audience in itself, their audience, their followers, um, consider that singing notes that are not relative to the key that they're singing in are it, they, that makes them sound good or makes them sound edgy or makes them sound cool or makes them sound more real or works and makes them sound more personable, makes them, you know, brings them closer and goes, yeah, that dude, he sort of sings, I sort of sing, but I really like his music. So they relate, right? We're breaking that, that, term, that, that term again, relate, a relative, relating to something, um, notes that are relative to it and so forth and so on. You see in a pattern there, the, it's all subjective, it all comes down to what somebody actually considers to be in tune. Because not all songs sung or played are in tune. I don't think the Rolling Stones ever tuned their instruments really. There are so many wrong notes, you know, musically speaking, and there's so many out of tune, but it gave them their sound. It gave them their, that, that, uh, their aura their musical aura, if you will, that defined them. So what it sounded good to their fans. It sounded good to what they considered to be, this is really cool music. I really like this, right? It's got a little edge to it. Doesn't, it's not a conformist, man. The man's not, he's, not, he's not tuning up, dudes. So he's not really conforming to the man or whatever, however you want to see it, but that's really what was going on. So... Singing in tune is subjective to how much you want to be relative to the note that you're singing or how your audience is perceiving you. But more specifically, it really comes down to communication. If the song that you're singing uh, needs to be perfectly in tune to communicate the message and the emotion of that song, then you need to sing the relative notes to that key. And the people around you need to be in tune and playing the notes that are relative to that key. Your background singers need to be singing relative to that key right on it. You want to get a little loose because that's the kind of genre of music it is. It's like, you know, really loose uh, kind of uh, blues, right? You want to sing some blues and you want to get slide it in and out of there and hit a few bad notes and really get the emotion of imperfection and so forth and so on. Don't sing every note specifically. Don't enunciate every word. Do not hit all the notes perfectly. Be around them, be on them, so forth and so on. Because that's what the subjective reality of the audience is going to get the communication. They're going to get the communication. You're going to be able to communicate that song or that genre simply by, um, simply by, creating the right notes that need to be in tune 
just close enough to communicate that message. The message itself is what is important. The communication itself is important. The concept that you are delivering is important. That is what matters, okay? Not really singing every single note in tune. Now, with that said, you need to sing most of the, most of the notes in tune. And you need to sing, uh, at least have a basic structure that a melody can fall into to make it a song, as far as Western culture and Western music is concerned. There has to be a melody. There has to be something that can be followed and predicted by the audience so that they will get the communication. And then the notes around it can be a little loose, or they can be right on, depending upon the type of song. Listen to Dylan, right? Dylan's message, um, his songs were more lyrically important than they were musically important. It was more half-sung poetry. That's how I would describe Dylan's music. Half-sung, sort of sung, sort of played poetry. The man was the man, the man's a poet, right? Just amazing poet, all right? So that's the kind of music that he does, right? Is this whole uh, poetic singing um, but sort of being all over the notes and had a kid of Jose and I'm going to be the head of Hawaii, right? And that's literally what the guy sounds like, right? It's all up in kind of a combination of his mouth and his nose and right up in here, mouth voice and nose voice, um, from the six elements of singing, by the way. Um, and it's all right in here in the mouth and the nose. They're really getting back in the throat. Okay. And the notes were never, the man is not, a vocalist. He is a poet. But the important thing was, or is, and the reason that his music is still um, accepted and communicates is because it was about the communication and it was the type of singing needed to sing his songs and his message and communicate that message. <clears throat> if you were to take any one of his songs and sing them perfectly every note to note, and sing it in a different genre that was clean, opera, Broadway, um, reggae. Reggae is very on spot. Right? That's that's The notes in reggae are spot on. If you listen to it, it seems really loose and really laid back and ganja man, but what it really comes down to is those notes are, there's no sliding into them, there's no going down into them, there's no sliding or skipping or scales and so forth. When the guys are singing the notes, they're singing the notes. Three little birds upon my doorstep, singing sweet song, a melody pure and true, right? It's like, bum, 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 bum. Those notes are being sung right there. Um, this is my message to you. Okay, there's no, this is my message to you. It's no sliding into it or this or that. It's right on, okay? So if you were to take Dylan songs and you were to sing them reggae, for example, or you were to sing them Broadway and really singing the notes that were written by him as the melody, it would not communicate as well as singing them like he sings them. So that's why it's subjective. That's why being in tune is subjective. So if any of you are out there saying, well, I just don't sing in tune. Or I can't seem to hit the right notes. Or I'm always coming in flat or sharp and so forth and so on. Great. Sing your song. Okay. Sing your music. If you need to work on being in tune and, and, and work on pitch, then great. Work on pitch. If you're having a problem with pitch and you're having a problem with drill, you know, getting the notes and really getting the concept of it, then do my course. I, you can do the entire course singing from scratch, or you can just do the module on pitch. It's a, it's a, you know, a mini course, if you will, 
um, right on www.singingfromscratch.com. You can go there, you can click on the courses, click on element courses and choose pitch. Okay. I think it's like $38 or something like that. All right. And I give, I have all the drills in there and everything you need to master pitch, master being able to sing in tune, but it's not nearly as important as what you're trying to communicate. Um, and if the song requires you to be strictly in tune, pitch perfect, yada, 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 then great. Then do it as such and work at it as such. If you're doing Dylan, just sing it, man. Just do it. Um, it depends upon the type of, like I said, it depends upon the type of message and communication you want to deliver. And it's the song is what the communication, not you specifically, but the, the song itself, the, the message of the song denotes how it should be performed. Okay? You've decided to sing this song. You decided to deliver this message. You decided to perform this and uh, be the deliverer of that message. Okay? That's, that's where your responsibility lies, um, ultimately, um, in being in tune. But beyond that, the most important thing is is the song itself, and what is the emotional expression that you want to, to, to communicate? What is the communication? How should you deliver it? Is it angry? Is it sad? Is it happy? Is it so forth and so on? Um, you do that through um, volume and vibrato, um, emotional expression, which is um, dynamics, which is the sixth, sixth element of singing, from singing to scratch. Um, learning how to use on and off vibrato and learning how to use volume and combinations and so forth to, to create the emotional expression. But ultimately, as far as pitch is concerned, it depends upon A, the genre of music that you're singing, and uh, B, what kind of sound and message you're wanting to do, and then C, how that song is going to be received by the audience in terms of their subjective viewpoint of should it or should it not be completely in tune. Okay. Let me give I know that sounds a bit weird or, or, or a little confusing, but let me give you an example. If someone goes to a blues show to see blues and you walk out and you pick up a guitar and you start singing, um, I'm going to use it's not really a blues song, but let's say Mustang Sally, like a folk singer, you will get booed off the stage. If you go on there and they're going to do, you know, you're gonna they're gonna sing, you know, Tin Pan Alley or something of that nature, some old blues stuff, and you start doing it as a folk singer or a reggae singer, you're gonna get booed off the stage. They're there to see blues. It's not supposed to be perfect. It's supposed to slide. It's supposed to be guttural. It's supposed to be emotional. It's supposed to be, um, to a degree, off and on intense. It's supposed to be sad. It's supposed to be happy. It's supposed to be based upon uh, struggle as well as um, endurance, really. So that's, that's, that's what you want to communicate, is the blues, or rock, or metal, or death metal, or reggae, or pop, or, the or, 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 or is go on and on and on. Each genre of music you can take and you can listen to it and go, are they really singing in tune, or are they sort of singing in tune? Are they hitting every note specifically, or are they sliding into and then or trilling into or using um, scale crutches, as I'd say, to do vocal acrobats because they can't hold a tune? Um, that's really what it comes down to is the genre itself is going to determine how much you need to be in tune. Now, with that said, you do need to master pitch. 
because you need to have the ability to sing in tune if you have to, which also gives you this ability to sing out of tune when you need to. It's better, much, 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 much better to have the choice and the ability to sing in tune or not sing in tune than it is to not being able to sing in tune and then not tune and not being able to. So how to sing in tune, when you're looking at that and as far as that is concerned, we're talking about the, the relative notes. I want to get back to that, all right? So you're singing notes that are relative to those other notes around them. And really what that comes down to is pitch, okay? Every single note on a piano has a specific mon- uh, 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 numerical frequency, okay? Middle A in the center of the piano is 440 megahertz. That is literally the frequency and the wavelength of the frequency that is traveling through the air, pushing through the air, I should say, to hit your eardrums. And those waves, those frequency of those waves, those waves of that frequency hit your eardrum 440 megahertz, which means 440 times a second. Okay? And therefore, you recognize that note at that frequency. All right? And then notes up from there are higher in frequency. Notes down from there are lower in frequency. So all singing in tune is, is recreating the frequency, um, that number frequency. Okay? So if you're going to sing the note A, and you sing the note A, and you're singing A with the piano, your voice is recreating a sound at 440 megahertz per second. That's how it works. That is frequency, and that is singing in tune. This can be taught. You need What it comes down to is being able to feel what 440 feels like. I do not have perfect pitch. Um, there are people who do have perfect pitch. And I'm sure that I could get perfect pitch if I worked on it, but that's not something that I've really strived to do. I don't really, you know, didn't need to. Just like I never uh, did strive to learn how to play lead guitar because I just learned enough guitar to be able to accompany myself. That's why I learned how to play guitar was to be able to have an instrument to sing to because singing was the most important thing. Um, Perfect pitch is not the movie, which is pitch perfect. Um, Perfect pitch is being able to, without any... Um, outside stimuli, being able to sing the correct frequency of a note just out of the box. La, and that being A or G or whatever. That person can go, hey, sing me a G. The guy sings a G, you play the piano, sounds just like it. That's the right frequency. That's perfect pitch. That's somebody who can just pull the note at the right frequency and start singing it. Um and that's cool and all. That's that's you know that's nifty. That actually is what it is. Is that person? What it really comes down to is that person knows exactly what it feels like, what the tension in their throat feels like. Not too tight, not too loose. Right at that proper tension, right there. That tension right there. That's going to be that frequency when they start singing. Because it is the tension of your vocal cords that determine the frequency of the note. The more tense, the higher the note. The looser, the lower the note. It's that simple. There's a lot of other medical and technical and stuff that goes into it, but that's all you need to know. Okay? The tighter, the higher, the looser, the lower. 
And the person who has perfect pitch, who can sing a C, uh, a C3 on a piano, or C5 on a piano, or C4, which is the middle C, if they can sing that and they just pull it right out of the air, it's because they know exactly what that frequency is. They know what A440 feels like. They know what the middle A on a piano is going to sound like because they know what it feels. They know how to what it feels like to make that uh, to create that tension. That tension, what it feels like in their throat to make that note, and that is perfect pitch. So, <clears throat> singing in tune is loosely outside of perfect pitch is being able to recognize when two frequencies sound the same or they sound good together. They're harmonic, right? They're in harmony with each other. Unharmonic is or dis, is discord. So those, those notes do not sound good together. They are not relative to each other. They are not of the same family. And they are going to sound, they're going to clash because they are not harmonic, which actually gets down into it, you know, without getting too deep into it, there's a, there's almost a Tesla-like uh, math, mathematical answer to why they sound good together and they don't sound good. But singing in tune is singing a note or singing notes together that are either in unison, they're the same frequency, or they're harmonic, they sound good together, and they're in the same relative family of that key. So what you need to do is to be able to sing a note and then move up a little bit or move down or sing right into the area of a note that sounds good with the other notes or sounds exactly the same as the other notes. And that is creating with tension, uh, up, down, or down, oh, until you hit the note. So if the note is la, and you're going to go, you come in at la, that's lower. So you go la, or you come in high la, so you come in at la, la, la. Okay, there, so that's where I'm at, okay. And if the guy's singing, the other guy's singing la, or the other girl is singing la, right? Then I know that la, or la, is going to be where I need to be in relative to those to those notes. Then I got to sing stuff that's la, 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 if I'm singing in a minor sad key. Or la, 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 is going to be like of a major, you know, or bluesy kind of stuff. So singing in tune is singing a frequency that is related to the song that you are singing, okay? And singing those notes that are relative to that key and creating those frequencies muscularly with your throat, and knowing what it feels like to do so. To be able to sing in tune to whatever degree, to whatever level of proficiency, it comes down to that. It comes down to that specific, that, that simplicity. What it feels like to create and recognize frequencies that sound the same or harmonic to other frequencies in that key. That's it. That's singing in tune. Getting the feeling of that and how it feels and, and working on that are drills that I have in the Singing from Scratch um, course, the third element of singing, pitch. Um, but I do recommend that you do the full course. You get all the basics around it and then you get into the advanced stuff like resonance and shaping and, and dynamics. But it can be taught. There are drills that help you develop that, 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 that feeling of that tension right in your throat. 
And you can do that right now. You can start going, listening to songs and go, oh, and singing notes. Do you sell it? That sounded good. That didn't sound good. But pay attention. Pay attention to how it feels. When you hit a good note, make note of how it feels. Okay? And then you'll, that's, that's, that's literally singing in tune. Okay. Well, my name is Michael Graves. And um, that's it for episode two. Um, how to sing with Michael Graves and singing from scratch, and we dealt, uh, we just dove into how to sing in tune, the basic one, and obviously there's more to it. Obviously there's a lot more um, that you can get into, and I'll be covering other things on this and other the other six elements as well, and topics as well, in future podcasts, in future episodes. But that's episode two. My name is Michael Graves. How to sing with Michael Graves, and um, see you next week. <laughs> Sing on you.